Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry, and welcome to this week's Constitution Segment Recap. It was already Season 2, Episode 3 of Restore Freedom Weekly this week, where we talked about our legislative compromises constitutional. Now, please keep in mind that this is just the Constitution Segment Recap, so if you want to hear that full discussion or all the citations involved, please make sure to check out the full episode, the link for which is in uh, the slideshow that I've shared with you today, and the link for the slideshow itself is in the description of this segment. So, are legislative compromises constitutional? Compromise is often seen as the cornerstone of a free society. But what about highly controversial issues? Should both sides still compromise so each can get a little bit of what they want? Are there things that must never be compromised? In this episode, we looked to the Constitution for the topics that can never be legally or lawfully compromised. Consider legislation created out of a compromise in these areas. Number one, a medical freedom bill that shortens but does not eliminate the ability of the governor to issue shutdown orders or other executive orders that infringe on our rights. Or a vaccine workplace anti-discrimination bill that allows employers to require certain vaccinations as a condition of employment as long as they also still allow for religious exemptions. Or a vaccine privacy bill that allows parents to opt out of having their child's vaccine status shared in a state registry but still requires the vaccines for school enrollment and requires the school to keep and maintain each child's vaccine status documentation. Or on a different topic, what about these areas, uh, these um, uh, legislation pieces created out of compromise? Constitutional carry bill that acknowledges the right to open carry firearms, but still categorizes concealed carry as illegal or a bill that finally allows concealed carry in a state but only upon receiving a permit what about a bill that allows open or concealed carry except in various venues that are still open to the general public such as uh you know certain stores or schools or government buildings those gun-free zones well, what about in a, in a last topic to consider, a bill that protects an unborn child's right to life, but only beginning at 15 weeks gestation. So this isn't just theory. I want you to look at uh, some specifics, some actual bills that are currently uh, filed in the Michigan legislature for this new upcoming legislative session that's set to begin in March. Uh, at least here in many states across the country already are in full swing with their legislative sessions and their bills are already being introduced and even voted on and discussed so this is the time to really look at what's going on and have this discussion about legislative compromise so take a look for example at florida house bill 305 or Florida Senate Bill 222. Now, these were primarily put together or possibly entirely written by Health Freedom Florida, a grassroots organization that my understanding is, is actually a good grassroots organization that loves medical freedom. They've also put together this other flyer talking about Senate Bill 222 or House Bill 305, calling it the Protection of Medical Freedom Act. 
So I took a look at this because it's being shared by a lot of different medical freedom and general freedom fighting groups in Florida on their social media sites. And uh, my thoughts that I shared were that I was hoping that they would actually be able to accomplish a little bit more than what they did. It's 25 pages of legislation. But like I said uh, to these individuals on social media, I'm really disappointed about the rights that these bills are still allowing the laws to trample. Uh, I was going to finish looking through all this to see about any changes that we could introduce to these bills so that they could truly be uh, medical freedom types of bills. But, um, and I said, don't get me wrong, these bills are a great start, but there's simply no to compromise on our medical freedoms any longer. The response I got though is one that happens in a lot of scenarios. You might get this kind of response either from your legislators when you're trying to talk to them about passing certain bills or from the freedom fighting groups or grassroots organizations themselves. And this is what her, her response was. I would re recommend reaching out to Health Freedom Florida directly because they have spent years working on this language and these bills and have very specific reasons why the language is the way that it is. Now, I don't mean to be rude and certainly I don't mean to be disrespectful to this fellow freedom fighter, but I couldn't care less what their reasons are. The thing is, they're my liberties, they're my rights. And this freedom fighting organization or the legislature itself, none of those people have the right to compromise on my God given liberties. We cannot pick and choose which parts of the US Constitution that we are willing to enforce, nor can we only choose to follow the Constitution when it's convenient for us, when we think we'll get enough support to get a piece of legislation finally passed. Why? Well, we didn't get our rights from the government. We got our rights from God. Our rights are to be exercised unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, undenied, uh, undeprived, unabused, and unusurped. Yes, this is all from the actual language of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence themselves. This is not stuff that I'm just making up. At the very least, this means I get to utilize my God-given liberties without first seeking permission from any government entity. Because the government's main purpose and responsibility is to protect our God-given liberties so that in my exercise of my rights, I'm not impeding upon your exercise of your rights. And the government, the government has no rights. We the people created our constitution and our very form of government. Government only has the powers which we specifically delegate to it. And the US constitution is the supreme law of the land. This means that no federal law, no state law, no state constitutional provision, no executive order, nothing, no government action whatsoever can be repugnant to the Constitution because if it is, it's void on its face. So take a look at the slide that I kept in here that has the legal hierarchy so you can really let it sink in and and blend all these pieces together when we're talking about state legislation or when we're talking about something happening at the county or local levels there's there's a place for it in here and of course the u.s constitution is always top-notch right there front and center and everything else comes after that 
Now, all government officials are required to take that constitutional oath of office. And I want you to take a look at the video. If you haven't already seen it, take a look at the three minute speech that I gave to my local legislators this month. And uh, there's a three minute dialogue afterwards about uh, my speech. So the to in total, the video was six minutes, but at least pay attention to that three minute speech, um, the, the first three minutes, which is the speech that I gave there, because I talk about how it's not their, um, their right. They don't have the authority to compromise on any of my God-given liberties. So if you think anything that I have said sounds too good to be true, I want to invite you to read the U.S. Constitution for yourself, every single word of it. Then do the same thing for your state constitution. And once you've done that, do it again and again. Because why should we be willing to stay oppressed and dominated by people that don't have the lawful authority to do things like this? Why should we be so willing to give up our God-given liberties? Is going along to get along really the easier route? What kind of future are you leaving for your children and your grandchildren? So constitutionally protected God-given liberties can never be compromised in state or local legislation, true or false. The, hand, the answer here is unequivocally true. While compromising might be good for many topics in legislation, there must be no compromise on bills to defend our God-given rights. These rights are to be exercised unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, etc. And our legislators all took an oath to defend the U.S. Constitution and those God-given rights protected therein. Make sure to get more information on this. Check out that full episode from Tuesday, the Wednesday Way to Get Involved Challenge, as well as tomorrow when we will share the Freedom Fighting Tools on Friday.